Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of The Average Consumer. My name is Dream and we have Brian here. And in this podcast, we will be discussing things that the average consumer needs to know. Yeah, I wonder what that actually entails. I mean, that's the journey we'll have to take and find out. All right, let's go for it. As an average consumer, what do you consider to be important to you? I mean, if we're talking about shopping, I think finances are pretty important. Okay. Uh, you know, prices of things, um, economy, All right. s- state of life. State of life. Well, let's go back to shopping. What will make you buy an expensive product? Or not an expensive product? Is it kind of like your interest level or is it something else like finance? I mean, it's a bit of both, you know, if, if I can afford it, obviously, I'm more likely to buy it. Uh, how much I have to save up for something also increases my likelihood. But I think, yeah, it's, you know, inherently how much I desire a product that decides whether I want it or not. Okay, I see that. I mean, if you think about it in regards to like paycheck and wages, let's say you make a thousand dollars a week or whatever, right? You can afford to spend it in theory on anything that is a thousand dollars or around that range but is it smart to spend it when you have obviously bills rent electricity utilities and all that good stuff i mean yeah but it's a combination of goals right um i mean do you want to spend the money do you want to save it do you want to save it to get something that's more expensive that's true i i suppose i'm also looking at the the fact that maybe you can't save it, that everything, as soon as you earn it, it goes out. I think that's what they call living on your wages. Yeah. Like you're living paycheck to paycheck. True, but I, I, I like to think that if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you usually can't afford luxuries. And by luxuries, I mean, you know, expensive laptop, expensive phone, PlayStations, you know, baked TVs. Usually you're paying your bills, maybe getting yourself something small. Uh, so you don't feel hopeless, and then you're out of money. So, you know, different ball game, I think, if you're living paycheck to paycheck. That's a fair point. And I think there's a level of adulting that needs to be put into consideration. Adulting in regards to the mindset of the person. Do they Are they aware that they can't spend said money on something? Yeah. Or, you know, no matter the... The passion that they want to spend money on something. Because you can, you know, you can afford to buy whatever you want. But the thing is, you really shouldn't. You should be saving it. And we would like to think that people have that awareness. But but can you really afford to buy whatever you want? Or are we, you know, it depends what kind of American we're talking about here. We're talking about lower class, middle or upper. Because I'd like to argue that if you're upper, sure. I mean, you can buy whatever you want to an extent, Mm. you know. Uh, more so than the average individual, because let's say spending a thousand dollars a week, right? Let, let's just just an arbitrary number, right? Uh, for a wealthy American, might not a, not be a big deal. That means you can essentially buy, you know, a brand name TV every week. Not that you would, mm-hmm. but you could. Wouldn't affect you. Now, if we switch to the low end American, then you know, a thousand dollars a week, first of all, is unimaginable, right? because yeah. Most poor Americans don't earn that much yeah, in two weeks. Uh, you know, they, they're scraping by. That's $7 yeah. an hour, I think, the 
averages for like the poor middle class yeah or some, working class something ridiculous we like can look that up the numbers later but yeah yeah so for a poor american that's another world altogether something you can't even imagine so it's more intuitive like what they earn in a week so let's yeah. say you earn a thousand dollars you can't spend a thousand dollars it's just not smart of you to right. spend a thousand dollars well yeah i think it's the difference of again you know let's say okay stimulus check right uh free free so to speak because we'll be taxed for it later but free 1200 bucks right for mm-hmm. every american uh, up to a certain income level uh, so basically middle class and lower okay now yes uh the poor are more likely to spend it than possibly the rich or maybe everybody's likely to spend it i, I mean i don't have the, the facts to back it up but let's say the poor spend it just because they spend it doesn't mean it's unintelligent because, I mean, they can be spending it on rent, which, you know, necessity. They mm-hmm. can be spending it on other bills that they have to pay. But, I mean, it's it's a lot of money, yes, but it, it changes lives depending on what income level you're at. If you're poor, 1200 bucks, it can make your month, you know, the difference between paying rent and not. Uh, whereas, let's say even if you're a healthy middle-class individual, 1200 bucks, it's not nothing, but you could have gone without it. This, are, I mean, there's just different worlds between income levels that people, I think, in large part, don't realize exist. Yeah, I can agree with that. A thousand dollars can be, I suppose, world changing for someone who's poor who, who barely makes two hundred dollars a week, um, if that. And then compared to someone who makes a thousand dollars a day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, let's say you work a minimum wage job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, again, like $7 and change in the U.S. That's like less than 300 bucks a week after taxes, I would think. Like literally anywhere in the United States. I don't think you can actually survive on, you know, 280 bucks a week. Yeah, that's an insane idea. I mean, if you look at inflation as well, not even considering that the rent's going up, um, products are going up in re- in relation to inflation, but salaries are still stagnant. That's definitely a detriment to the working class, and more so the poor class. And most people in that poor bracket are actually have multiple different jobs. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people think that you know you're poor and you remain poor because you make bad financial decisions. Which I mean, okay, yes, mm. could be true for for a good amount of people. But they don't realize that, you know, those things happen usually, I mean, it starts with lack of education, but also the the circumstances that they start life in. And if you start out life poor, living with poor people around you, with a poor family and a poor education, usually you make those mistakes again because you don't know any better. You're just following the examples around you. Yep. And you fall for traps that other people that are more educated wouldn't. Like multiple credit cards. Yeah. Spending your rent money on... What's it, the Birkin bag? I think that was a big thing around. Granted, <laughs> I mean, that's like $40,000. I doubt $1,000 will cut it. I, I think, yeah, I think most people, you know, wouldn't spend their uh, their rent money, but... I mean, I mean most we, educated people who understand the value of and, all right, let, conserving let's, and saving. Let's throw the, the lower class a bone, right? Even they, I don't think, would spend it on toys, so to speak, instead of rent. But you have to think, right? You know, if you just, if you work... Yeah, let's say it's call it eh, whatever eight hours a day, but mm-hmm. six days a, a week, right? 
and all you ever do is pay bills and literally nothing else, I would say that it's pretty bad on your psyche. It's That's heavy stuff to just continuously go to work, probably a job that's garbage, Yeah. get treated like garbage, go back home to, you know, let's say in an ugly apartment, that, you know, you have an ugly car, you have relatively ugly clothes. It, you just live an ugly life, unfortunately. That's that's pretty sad. And then, you know, you watch, you turn on the news and you hear people say, oh, you know, you live in the greatest country in the world, you should be happy to do so. But you look in the mirror and you're like, well, I'm not that happy. So, I mean, I have to do something. And even though you know you probably shouldn't spend the extra money you have or use that credit card, you're like, I need a, a bit of hope to keep me going. Otherwise, you know, really, you're a slave to your job. You just work to go home, to go to sleep, to wake up, to go work again. Yep. And in that, that analogy, which I'm not even sure it's an analogy, it's a real fact for most people in this country, that's uh, it's kind of the idea that you're a cog in a machine as opposed to, you know, living that American dream. And I suppose like what you were saying, they kind of feel that self-hatred or self-doubt um, that are able to meet those standards. And that's an interesting point. And I mean, to the American dream, right? I mean, I think to an extent, it's possible in that, okay, if you have the right help, you can probably make it pretty far in the United States. Uh, probably, you know, let's say in another location, even with equivalent help, you couldn't get as far. But I mean, we're making a lot of excuses here to get to that American dream. So essentially, it is really a dream. <laughs> yeah. I mean... They weren't fabricating that. They said it the American dream, right? I mean, yeah, you're you're not wrong. The marketing, you know, made it believe like you can make it a possibility. But realistically... A realistic dream, right? It's not a realistic dream. Yeah. It's a dream dream. All, all the conditions are a dream, and the ultimate dream is just that. It'll never become a reality. Yeah. I mean, I want to say never. I would say that with the mentality of, you know, you're the cog in the machine, and you need to kind of be satisfied with your current circumstances kind of forces that those unhealthy spending habits, which in turn leave the, the person in question in the same situation, the same circumstance. Yeah, but wouldn't you say our, our society is basically designed to work that way? I mean, it's not like we actually actively try to help our poor. And I'm not saying this, I'm not wealthy. I, I don't think I'm, I'm probably barely middle class. And even then, there's a massive gap between how I live and how the lowest class lives. Yeah, that's true. I can agree that America does not help the poor population at all. And also, I feel as though, I won't say I feel, I see also that how, yes, circumstances contribute, but also your role models around and people who you look up to. So if you look at Instagram, where everyone's kind of putting their life out there and on the lens that, you know, everything's great. Um, people are following the celebrities, models, and influential people, and they're like, oh, my life is great, look at my giant mansion, I'm going to this party, or I'm doing this and that, I'm traveling the world, and other people are like, well, I want to travel the world, why can't I do that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's twofold, because, you know, for some of these, you look at them and you say, you know, I want that life for me, or something like it. Uh, but I think on the other side of that, you can look at these people succeeding, look in the mirror and notice that you're not succeeding and then come to the conclusion that no matter how hard you try, y your life is terrible. 
and we'll never be as good as these other people. I uh, want to say never. I think there's a possibility if certain habits and a certain discipline is instilled. I mean, yes and no. You have to meet certain conditions, but sometimes, let's say, for okay, example... Okay, what are those conditions? I mean... What would you say? Let's put it this way, right? Like, former felons, right? Okay, that's a different situation altogether. I mean, but but go they're, ahead. they're still citizens, right? Go so ahead. they get. I mean, they're Foldstone. They're f- former felons, so that means yeah. they, they did their time, mm-hmm. uh, and then they they get out, and it's borderline impossible for them to find a job. I'll wait really quickly. I was gonna say that if you're a felon and you, you have a certain amount of debt, I believe you're unable to vote until you pay off that. I think it's your bond to be able to pay that bond off. I think that was a big thing in the election. That how some um, celebrities were paying off um, prisoners, um, yeah, bonds or something be, like which, that. So, would you consider them citizens in that regard? I mean, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't sound like the system considers them people. So that's that's bad because, as we know, most felons are people from the lower classes, mm-hmm. and lower classes typically vote democratic. Yeah. So, which um, it sounds like the game is rigged before you even get out. You're not rehabilitated. You're just outside, but still being punished. I mean, yeah. Now you have fresh air. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy it because you're going to be living outside. Right. But go back into your, your example of... I'm just saying that depending where you, you come from, right? Uh, let's say you come from, well, let's be honest, some shitty little town in you know middle of nowhere. Let, let's say Alabama or something. Alabama? I mean, heck, maybe middle of nowhere town in New Jersey. It doesn't matter. Okay. If If your family is toxic and toxic i mean toxic as in mm-hmm. like they don't help you financially at all right okay okay wait they don't help you because they don't want to or they don't help you because you're unable to either way i like, think because, it's a difference well it, because if, toxic if, infers that if they're, they, in, they're it, no being, they don't let's say the yes they don't want to no, they don't want to okay then that's toxic i think i would argue oh, maybe the opposite. maybe they don't want to and they can't let's call it both because well, right, that's, this, a this, that's a different situation in that case it's still toxic because yeah but it, you it, have that they don't want to aspect to it but in at the end of the day it's still not helping you so it i mean yes yeah, psycho- psychologically it might not hurt you as much because you mm-hmm. understand that they can't help you but if i'm starving i'm still starving yeah if you look at the the, the materialistic aspect of it of so, how it affects uh, everyone's daily life, yeah. So, I mean, you you can't just make it because, okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, go to college? All right, cool. How do I do that? Need money, right? All right, get a job. Well, okay, but I still have bills to pay. So mm-hmm. get a job that doesn't pay you terribly, which, again, depending on where you live, might not be that easy. Some places, all they have are stupid minimum wage jobs. So basically, you're you're waiting for somebody to take a chance on you, which okay could happen. But remember, there's 330 million people in the U.S., so mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be a success story. Not that everybody needs to have one, but I mean, you should have at least the basic necessities, right? Yes. Uh, because otherwise, would we really have people that are starving in the United States if you can just flip a switch, say, "Hey, pull yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> and just make it"? As I mean, if we could, then I would have made it already too. Right. It's like people on top are kind of like, hey, I did it. Yeah. Except I, all they, I had was a million dollar loan for my father, but I can do it. Yeah. They don't acknowledge the fact that, yeah, you did it. And you know what? Maybe a lot of it was your hard work or your intelligent work or luck or whatever. But what kind of family did you come from? Mm-hmm. You know, um, where did you live growing up? 
because you know did you live in the slums and they were you fear that you were you would know you would get stabbed every day on your way to school or did you live in your nice suburban neighborhood where yeah you know what I can take my stroll to school with no stress whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom or dad will pick me up at the end of the day or the, the bus is going to drop me off. You know, I I come to a home and I have a warm meal and, you know, parents that help me or even, you know, if they don't help you as much. It's kind of inferred that they're helping parents. Yeah. I mean, we're basically saying that, yes, you have helped basically every which way. No matter where you look, you have help. Oh, right, yes. You know what? They didn't set up the business for you, sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, you've lived an entirely different and better life than somebody that was raised in a low-income household or a lower-income household. Yeah. And that just sets... I mean, that just makes life different. There's different stressors on you. Uh, arguably, a lot less. Because, you know, you're not worried about the basics. You're not worried about, oh, am I going to have right, food those- to eat? Those hygiene factors. Yeah. I mean, maybe... All right, let's say somebody from low-income household that isn't necessarily starving, but maybe when they get out of high school, they need to help their parents pay some bills. Mm -hmm. That's already a different life than somebody who gets out of high school and their parents say, yeah, go ahead, go to college, do what you need to do. Right. You know, be successful. Let me just, I guess, interject right there. There's a study done. I can't remember it at the moment, the the authors who ran this study, but they saw that how... Minorities who graduate colleges uh, compared to, you know, their white counterparts who also graduate from the same college, same degrees. It turns out that, you know, the white individuals are actually making, you know, way more money as opposed to the minorities. And that's because of what you just mentioned, that they have to go back home and support their family because there's a a type of obligation there. Yeah. Because they weren't helped out, but, you know, they understand the struggle, so they go back and help as opposed to... Now, the white counterparts who were probably helped and probably don't have that obligation because they came from, a, yeah, as you have mentioned, a comfortable family. I mean, let's put it in a... Some, not all, obviously. Let's put it in a really basic way, right? Uh, I mean, technically, it always makes sense to live with your parents uh, as long as you can because you save a lot more money, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say I graduate college at 22, and then from 22 to 26, 27 to 28, I just live at home. And I make, you know, between those years, I start making off 50 and then I end up making 80K. That's, that's a lot of money you can save. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, for sure. That's like a, that's a really good bank account. You don't have yeah. to spend money on rent or electricity, no, right. utilities, even, anything. Even if your parents charge you like 200 bucks a month for rent, which... That's nothing. You, right. won't, you won't find that anywhere. No, you will not find that in the... Maybe you find a box of the car right. in the street or something. The shittiest neighborhood in the United States won't no. charge you that little for one room. No. So, you and, know, again, it's a completely different life to somebody that, you know what? Maybe they would like to live with their parents, but it's literally not possible. It's funny because I think the shittiest neighborhood in the United States is actually Skid Row. But if you look at that neighborhood, like, rent there is just super high. And that's why I shit it, because there's so many people who can't afford a million dollars a month rent. I mean, again, completely different life. And I, I think, you know, we don't really like to acknowledge how hard life can be because, I mean, nobody wants to, to spend time, you know, to themselves saying, yeah, you know, the life of 
a lot of people in this country is terrible and mine is great. I mean, we just, nobody likes to think negatively like that, but it, it's a reality. And I, I think people that make it, even if you make it to, let's say, solid middle class, you you always want to think that it's because you worked hard for it. You know, you earned it. Right. I, I feel like that's what we're convinced to think. You know, it's all because of how hard you worked and what you did to earn it. And let's not take it away from anybody. Yeah, maybe in large part it is. But maybe also consider that not everybody else has that possibility. Yeah, I've heard that. I believe that discipline as well. You know, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't really have that strong discipline in where they're okay with that mundane life, as opposed to people who are, who are not quite disciplined, who are seeing people enjoying their best lives on social media, enjoying their best lives. People in the U.S. kind of have that consumerism mentality that kind of drives um, people to spend unnecessarily in most situations. Okay, yeah, true. Okay, I get it, yeah. There's a lack of discipline, too. Uh, I mean, I won't deny that. I mean, financial literacy is an issue, I think, for a lot of Americans. Not just lower class, but even middle, I think. Yeah, I think it's more so detriment to the the poor class because... Well, yeah. Where else can you go from poor? (laughs) Yeah, you you can go from poor to literally have nothing. Nothing, and you're on the streets. And then we're, and then it becomes tremendously even harder for you because if you're living on a street and you're trying to better yourself, going to job interviews, people are looking at your appearance first. Kind of that consumerism mentality I spoke about earlier. You're kind of judged by what you have, and or you know rather what you don't have compared to like a middle class person who, who falls off and and that's it. Where can I go? They have family in the middle class. They can probably attend to them, and they kind of have that that support there as opposed to those who are poor. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I think we got it pretty well at this point that being poor sucks. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, and it's not an easy hole to dig yourself out of. I mean, I think, it, in fact, there's luck, um, family. Speaking of luck, by the way, to everyone who's listening, we're playing checkers right now, and, oh, shit, just got a double eat on me. Like, clearly, I'm not paying attention at all. <laughs> ah, you got your king. But yeah, luck is definitely a... Wait, what What does a king do? So... I haven't played checkers. So Sorry. for checkers, you play in different ways. So the king, essentially, oh, can, move back, can either right? have... Yes, definitely have the power to move forward and back. And they can actually move super far, like... Um, oh, they can move in a, like, rows? Like rows, oh, yeah, that's... in that diagonal. Yeah, Sorry. diagonal rows. That diagonal super far. Mm-hmm. Or I've played it a way where they're still only able to move in one spot. Right. Yeah, I have played that. that that's um, the way I used to play it on the PC uh, years ago. PC. So which way are we? I doing? think that's the official way. I okay. Think let's. So. I think let's do it with the one spots. One spot. Yeah. Just back and back and forth. Right? One yeah. spot jump. Yeah. I feel that. That's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. So, again, back to uh, this life being shit as a poor person. <laughs> yeah. This. It's oh, let's go over the checkpoints. There aren't any supports for them. No support system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everyone's always trying to pander to the poor class, but nothing's ever done, done. for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. politicians don't actually do anything. A surprise there. Yeah, right. And then we have a third here where if they fall off, let's say they lose their job for whatever circumstances, where do you go from there? The streets. Yeah, no. I mean, there's a lot of fact. 
you basically in order to survive being poor you have to be intelligent well, not even intelligent. I'm I sorry. Guess you intelligent, have to be well informed. Well informed. I think street smart as well. Yeah. And have that discipline. Well, I mean, I, I'm honestly, I think street smart is when you're, you know, really poor is survival. Yeah, I mean that's which I mean survival mm-hmm. is, you know, in the basic sense, you you know, you have to eat, um, try not to get stabbed or robbed mm-hmm. on your way home. Know who to trust, who not to trust. Yeah, but it doesn't solve all your issues because at the end of the day. You know, if I have X amount of bills and I make Y amount of money, I'm capped at I have X amount of bills and I make Y amount of money. This is Z what I have left over. If I don't make more money or my bills somehow, you know, get lower, which which they won't come on. They won't. Not if you're just doing the basics. If you're sticking with the same job, your bills are going to increase. Exactly. And your wages are going to stay the same. So as we've seen, you're, you're getting screwed. And sometimes, you know, yes, you can dig yourself out of that uh, if you. You know, if you educate yourself, it, maybe there's an opportunity coming your way. Mm-hmm. But then you're still hoping that there's an opportunity that comes your way. Yeah. And then also, I think we can also go back to those hygiene factors I listed earlier. Kind of like those those opportunities coming your way. If you are currently struggling with rent and and eating, those are your main focuses. You know, yeah, it's quite it's going to be quite difficult for someone to kind of think logically about certain situations if they're forced to really look at just their base survival needs i think as humans we're wired in a way where we're like animalistic in a way if we don't have these needs we have to find somewhere to get those needs and that can be stealing food we have to look at those hygiene factors and kind of the ability to think past those that's that's why i mentioned discipline as well yeah no again and this is all important stuff but if you know if you grow up with neighbors are neighbors i'm sorry uh family that's uneducated or friends that are uneducated yeah sometimes it's up to you to get educated and first of all not everybody has that drive mm-hmm. um, some people don't get a clue which yeah fair it's just um, sometimes things just don't click together i mean yes not everybody can be successful but I mean, there's I know there's too many factors. I think to just say it's your fault, you know, go screw yourself, go ahead and suffer. Oh, for sure, it's I can also agree borderline inhumane to say something like that. I can agree with that. I think if you are blaming people for being poor on the basis that they grew up poor, and I I just think period. If you're blaming someone for being poor and not looking at possible circumstances, then your moral compass is just completely screwed up. Yeah, if if you I think if your first thought is that person is probably poor because of something they did. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them what they shouldn't do. Then, yeah, you're probably going about it the wrong way. Because, again, you don't know. You don't know what they've lived through. You don't know what's going on in their life. And realistically, I mean, everybody wants to survive. Everybody likes to have nice things, especially when TV tells you you should have nice things because that's what makes you a great American. I don't think most people, you know, go, oh, yeah, uh, my life sucks because I want it to suck. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody wants to suffer. I think that's a <laughs> ridiculous thing to argue. <laughs> no, I can agree. And on that note, I guess we can jump into unhealthy spending habits. Ooh. Having money is unhealthy. <laughs> okay. Expand on that. Having money is unhealthy. Well, I'm sorry. Having money and... Being either A, uneducated, 
uh, or being materialistic, I guess, is probably the most blatant one, is borderline unhealthy because you're, I mean, our society demands that you spend that money. If you don't spend that money, it, it's funny because it's kind of like, it's a paradox, right? Because mm-hmm. you spend that money and you're, you're, I mean, you're a good capitalist because you put money back into the economy, into the business, into whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But... Also, if you don't spend the money, well, rather, if you still do spend the money, you're also probably either A, not disciplined, or, you know, 1,000 other excuses. But that only applies to you, the second one, the the, the bad part of spending your money, Mm -hmm. applies to you only... The the materialistic part. If you're not very wealthy. Because notice, if Mm -hmm. you're, okay, lower middle class, lower class, if you're spending your money on something... Something that's not that expensive, but relatively nice because you have nothing but crap in your life. Let's say, well, let's say a, a Lexus, a nice luxury yeah. car. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? Now let's pull it back because you probably can't afford it. Uh, flash, so let, flash screen TV. Let, yeah, let's go for that. Something that you probably still can't afford, relatively speaking, but you know mm-hmm. you can probably buy it if Live you it save, yeah. uh, even for a year. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, the latest flat screen. Yeah, yeah right. This mm-hmm. Nice 65-inch TV. Ooh, yeah. Uh, and it's it's a Samsung, right? So it's not one of like those, uh, I don't know, knockoff brands. Or considered knockoff brands. Let's say you buy um, the latest, fanciest Samsung TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the curved ones, because, ooh, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. You want, you want something to show for all the countless hours that you've put in your job. Because mm-hmm. you have nothing else that's nice. So, okay. That's great. Yeah, you worked hard for that. You have your nice TV. But then, you know, um, a couple months later, you hit a slump. And then mm-hmm. bills get tight again. If you ask for help and somebody sees that you have that TV, the first thing they're going to point to is, why the fuck did you buy the TV? Mm-hmm. You could have saved that money. Right. For this point. For this point. And then, that's it. You know, that deals. person is bad for being poor. Mm-hmm. And okay, maybe they I shouldn't... wouldn't say they're bad, but I hear what you're saying. People perceive them they're, as bad. They're painted in a bad light. As oh, in, for like, sure. This they is are. your fault that mm-hmm. you bought that TV. You shouldn't have bought it. And okay, you're blaming someone it's a, yeah, because you're... they look a certain way. They're the bunny. So obviously. Yeah, obviously, you know, you mm-hmm. set yourself up for it. And it goes back to my argument saying that, okay, you know what? Yes, maybe he shouldn't have bought that TV. But how long is that individual going to work before they're just working to live? Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't sound like a good life at all. Oh, it's not. That just means you work to literally eat and go back to sleep to work again. I would wager that killing yourself is probably healthier than staying in that cycle. Yeah, no uh, not one's, that I'm no, advocating for no suicide. No one's advocating for suicide. <laughs> but, I mean, you're basically a slave at that point. No, you are a slave, and that's most Americans. A very small percentage of Americans have at least at least $1,000 saved up. Yeah. Most Americans are kind of living wage to wage, and that's that's due to multiple factors. I mean, yeah, I one think, being social media. Yeah, I, I mean, it's yeah, it is a combination of factors. I mean, consumerism is definitely a problem, and we can't deny that. Mm-hmm. I think hyper consumerism, because I think that's what this is yeah, at the yeah, moment. No, well, yeah, hyper consumerism, mm-hmm. and I mean, again, I don't think people understand how how marketing, advertising, how it really affects the mind of, of the human being, you know? Yeah. I hear you. You think, oh, it's, 
yeah, I can ignore it. But can you really? I mean, there's there's you know, there's whole industries behind these things that that target specifically what people like, whether they can afford it or not. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want it. And again, it's hard to be a person that works every single day for years on end, and then not buy yourself anything nice. Okay, so the unhealthy habits that I want to bring to the table is ordering out when you have food to cook. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> convenience is definitely one of the uh, crutches of being a... Oh, let me put it this way. Of having income to uh, to just kind of waste, right? Uh, yeah. Having some spending money. Uh, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's always more intelligent to save that money than, you know, spend it on fast e- eating out mm-hmm. or, you know, what have you. When you have food in the fridge, because it's, I mean, if, I mean, I don't know about this argument because, again, I, I know that realistically you shouldn't have spent it. But at the same time, unless you're throwing the food away in your fridge, you're just, you're just going to push it off to the next day. So, okay, fine. Yes, you probably should only ever eat buy ingredients so you can cook at home and never eat out. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, let's say you're in a tight situation, right? Okay. And then you have food in the fridge to cook. But based on convenience, you're like, oh, you know, work was tough. <laughs> and I mean, and let's, let's talk in, we're talking poor class and low middle class. Work is tough. You're probably in the restaurant industry somewhere. Okay. Work is tough. You know, I'm on my feet all day. I don't feel like cooking. Um, Let me just order out really quickly. And that meal is most likely going to cost you upwards of $25 or so. Um, if other people in the house, $35 plus. And I'm being very generous with those numbers. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. 30, mm-hmm. 30 on average for a household of two, right? Yeah, household of two. And so, that's being minimum at the very yeah. least. So well, I mean, I guess it depends where you live. I, you know, we mm-hmm. live in Jersey, so for us, average would be 30 bucks from a fast food place. Okay, maybe a little less. Um, if you're, you know, buying McDonald's. Yeah, for, okay, if you're buying McDonald's, I mean, you're buying me fast my, food. My local Chinese spot, which, I mean, is a good amount of food for really, uh, relatively low prices. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, $20, you add a tip, which, you know, you can or cannot, because you're not obligated to, but, you know, okay, fine, we ordered out, let's add a tip, mm-hmm. let's throw in four or five bucks, like, you know, that's 25 to $27 on a meal for one night. That, I mean... Yeah, I agree. That's not a great spending habit because you could have just gotten your ass up and cooked yourself a meal, sure. And then you would have leftovers for lunch at work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I think the idea that I'm going by here is that if that becomes a habit, so obviously it's not going to be a one-off chance. You know, you have food in the fridge and you're spending on, you know, fast food and the convenience of it all. And then, and let's say the food in your fridge actually is worth, you know, significantly less than what you're ordering out. I feel as though that's a very unhealthy spending habit when you already are in a situation where you don't have that money to spend. So you're currently putting yourself in a deficit now, with that constant, you know, eating out. Yeah, you're right. That eating out, definitely not a healthy spending habit. So if you can't really afford it, you probably should Especially if it. you can't afford it, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you can't afford it, you probably should stay away from it. I mean, give it to yourself once in a while because, you know, sometimes it is just nice to treat yourself. Yes, but, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, realistically, no. Eating out, not the best idea. 
But you know what? COVID. So now you have an excuse you, not to eat out. Yeah, there you go. If you want an excuse, COVID. Granted, you can get your, your groceries delivered to your household. Yeah, now they've made it so much more convenient to deliver that, oh man, even COVID's not stopping it. But you know no. what? Yeah, use, use the uh, excuse of germs being an issue and, you know, maybe you can sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. Or try to, you know, food prep. Maybe that helps. Yeah. I mean, food prep is definitely a really good um, habit to take up. Or just, you know, be like me and have my partner cook your meals for you. Okay. That, that, that takes away so a lot. So it takes away a lot further from you and give it to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, talking about the self here. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. And then also, I guess this also combines with eating out. It's not eating out, sorry. Getting food ordered, bringing, I suppose, eating out in a way. Yeah, same category. Yeah, really. same thing, really. Getting food delivered to you. I mean, eating out, honestly, not that big of a deal now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. In fact, might be, actually, no, it's the same price. I was going to say, you know, delivery might be more expensive because of delivery charge, especially yeah, if you use something like Grubhub, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you're not. Yeah, we're just, I'm just picking here. There's, yeah, nitpicking. Yeah, there's, it's bad either way. It's all that convenience that we were discussing earlier, but. but what's another bad spending habit? Because all right, fine, you know. Okay. Uh, another bad spending habit, I would say, would be going to a grocery store. Mm-hmm. You have a list. And oh, you and you deviate from that list. Yeah, that that's that's guilty here. And that's also in combination with you being hungry and going grocery shopping because then that oh, forces yeah. you to spend more. That's a, that's always a bad idea. <laughs> Buy three tubs of ice cream when I should have bought none. Yeah, or one. I mean, you can always treat yourself. <laughs> oh, I I go to extremes. But that's because I want to die by the time I'm thirty five. Uh, granted, I, I'm not in any way obese. But uh, I, I assume my sugar levels will kill me. Yeah, I think that's super harmful because... Well, harmful to your wallet. Because if you're hungry and you're going grocery shopping, everything that looks like a meal to you is like, I have to have this, I have to have that. Coupled with the advertisement. You know, I'm in there to buy, you know, grapes, tomatoes, pasta, rice, whatever. But mm-hmm. hey, they have... A 10% off sale on this rice cooker. No, oh, fake sales? That, that, yeah. could, that could be its own segment, but, you know, that could be another episode. Facts. I'm tired of seeing fake sales. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the greatest <laughs> BS in marketing I've ever seen. That yeah. is the greatest marketing strategy and I, of I, all time. Whoever came up with that, man, you're an evil genius. I mean, I see that in play every time I go grocery shopping. My, my partner falls for it every single time. I hate it. You... So for those that are unaware, that are unsure or unaware of it, it's not really a sale. No. Because if you think about it, these stores buy in bulk. So the price that they're paying for those products are significantly less than what they're selling it The, the greatest, you. and that's not to say there aren't any sales ever, okay? Because, okay, fine. On the consumer end, yes, sometimes there are sales. Few to none. Very few and far between. Mm-hmm. But the greatest example of this is Amazon that, you know... Uh, come their Amazon Prime Day, they they put things on quote sales end yeah. quote, which uh, now there's extensions that track the pricing, and it'll show you that two weeks before it was <laughs> the the product was actually either you know the same or cheaper. Actually, mm-hmm. they increase the price, and then for Prime Day they decrease it, but it's still more expensive than the original decrease. Mm-hmm. So essentially. They are tricking you into thinking it's a sale when even for them and for you, it's more expensive than the price was, you know, three, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They're playing on that circumstance that 
that hype at all. It's Black Friday. The it, fe- it has to be a sale. It the, has to be the greatest sale the, right now. The greatest fear. The fear of missing out. The fear of missing out. And FOMO. That, that actually brings us to our third unhealthy spending habit, which is needing to have the latest and greatest. Oh. Otherwise known as the fear of missing, missing out. Missing out, yeah. Perpetuated <laughs> by social media. Definitely, I think social media has helped uh, FOMO more than anything else before. Because... Keep dropping the checker pieces, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> Wait, whose turn is it? I'm, I'm it's lost. It's my... Really? Yes. yes. All right. But anyway, FOMO and social media, n- not good for the wallet. Because oh, Because no. you see the people around you bought the latest and greatest, and you want the latest and greatest. I have the best example. The best example, and it deals with Popeye's. The chicken sandwich. Oh, I never, I haven't tried it. Yet. Neither have I. Oh, man. And uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. As soon, it all started from social media. You know, that's, it was such a big hype thing that everyone was uh, like, oh, it's great. Okay, I gotta, I gotta have it. I have to have it. Weren't people fighting over the chicken they sandwich? They were fighting over it. Literally fighting, <laughs> fist fighting over that chicken sandwich. I'd love to see it. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> Should make that a, that a segment. I love to see it. <laughs> or gotta love to see it. Oh. But man, they were fighting over that chicken sandwich. Why? Because someone on social media told you that it was great? I mean... Or you saw or you heard that, oh, people are going, they're flocking to get it? Yeah, I mean, I saw it and... Does it cure cancer? Realistically, it turned me away from it. Because I, I don't like standing in lines. Whether that be in my car or physically. But... I mean, for me, every time I, I read tech news every single day and I see mm-hmm. something shiny and new and I know I don't need it. I know there's actually no reason for me to buy it. In fact, I know that I shouldn't buy it because A, it's a waste of money and B, um, well, actually, it, it's nothing more than a waste of money because I probably wouldn't even use it. And I still want it only because I say, hey, I want to play with that. No, I don't want to wait until the next best thing comes out. I want to enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's something that I always fight myself with. I mean, case in point, latest consoles. I mean, could I realistically have waited until next year? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have that much time to play video games. But <laughs> when they announced the pre-orders, I was there waiting on the computer trying to add to cart, you know, for four hours straight. Yeah, I think I took like four or five. I think I took an entire week wait online. <laughs> I mean, different lines trying to get yeah. it and that's because i actually do like playing games and oh, i've too. been holding my ps4 for the the longest so i needed a, a change up I and mean, i'm I, I believe i am allowed a little luxury in life <laughs> no, I, i'm not arguing with that because i i for sure tell myself that's how i justify the things that i buy that i am allowed a luxury or two i say i'm allowed because i am very proactive with saving my money mm-hmm and making sure that I have at least at the moment two weeks worth, not two weeks, two months or three months worth of bills oh, being paid and savings. No, yeah. Which think... obviously trying to increase that to a year because that's honestly what you're supposed to be having. Yeah. What you... you're supposed to have in savings at I, least. I, uh, I think a they year. say you want, I mean, realistically, I think it's more it's like, like six months. Six months but and I'm then the rest I mean, invest. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking rest... at it a year though. But yeah, I think, you know. You know yourself better than everybody else, and you've been through things that maybe others haven't been through. And sometimes, if you want the cushion for a uh, a year, then that's fine. How <laughs> often do you play your PS4? Oh, I play it pretty often. Whenever I can, I play it. Oh, it's it. Between that and my guitar. 
Okay. Okay. Not, not whenever bad. I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, same. I'm. I use my my downtime for a couple of things. I I try to study, uh, to better myself. But mm, that's good. I mean, whenever I can, yeah, I, I play too, and I do really enjoy it. So that's. I mean, I did justify the purchase, mm-hmm. and I could afford it. I mean, you know, it it wasn't intervening with any bills. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing else that I had to pay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day. One of the big reasons why I bought it was because, oh my God. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I ordered mine um, and it was on its way, but it took four or five days for me to get it. Can you believe that? Four to five days for me to get it. I wanted it. No. Released it. <laughs> to the point where I was looking for alternatives to see if I can actually get it faster. And when I, I received it, I was excited for all of two minutes. I opened the box and I said, yeah, it's cool. And that was it. Yeah, that was it. I was like, I mean, I play it. I I love it. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But thinking back, I could have possibly waited two more months or so. It wasn't going to kill me. Right. It wasn't something grand, you know? No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, it it lit me up for all of five minutes. And then I was (laughs) like, okay, um, let's get a game. I I play the game. I beat it. Now I'm looking for another game. But guess what? PlayStation 5 just came out. There's not that many games. Mm-hmm. And even if there were, half of them don't interest me. So, Yeah, I hear you. It's a cycle. It you is know? a cycle. And it's something that I, and I'm sure lots of people, always fight with. And it's even worse when you're poor because you have nothing nice. And all you have around you are nice things. And all you have are bills. So you don't, you, you don't have bills. the opportunity to spend the money. Yeah. And if you do spend it, it's going to be a detriment somewhere else. Yeah, you're like, you know what? I'm going to buy myself or my kids or whatever the new PlayStation because they haven't had anything. But in the back of my head, I know that if I'm in a pinch, I might be screwed the next time. And it's it's hard to go to sleep knowing that. Yeah. And that's most of the poor class. Yeah. A middle, low middle class. It's it's insane. Um, okay, we are up to our second to last segment here. Stock pick of the week. What is your stock pick of the week? What are you looking at? I'm looking, and actually, let me pull this up so I don't make a mistake here. Yeah, I'll put it up for you. Looking at a company called QuantumScape, and and only because they just announced that they're ready to present their solid-state battery, uh, which is a new type of battery. uh, I'm not a chemist by any means, but uh, the people out there. uh, Batteries now are called uh, lithium-ion because they're Mm -hmm. made out of lithium. And those are the basically latest and greatest batteries that we use in all electronics from your phone to your laptop to your electric car. Because regular cars don't use those type of batteries. They use an even older and less efficient type of battery. Mm -hmm. Um, Lithium ion batteries are are great, right? Uh, But they're heavy. Uh, The more charge one battery can hold, the denser, aka the heavier it is. Uh, and you need a lot of them to actually hold a a charge that's good enough in this case for electric cars. Electric, you know, cars are big. You can fit a whole bunch of batteries. Uh, let's take a Tesla. And then you have a five thousand pound car, which is pretty heavy for a car. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a range of let's say two hundred fifty miles, three hundred for the the most expensive top trim model, mm-hmm. and it takes you forty five minutes to an hour to charge. Um, I don't care about trickle charging overnight or anything like that. I'm talking about, you know, the moment on a road trip, charge times. The facts are it takes you up to an hour to charge. Yeah. 
that's all it is. If we're so, trying to get close to like gas powered Yes, yeah, gas, engine. you know, I have a relatively small car. I can fill it up in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I like having a gas car? No, I would love to have electric because again, I have FOMO. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a, a brand new electric car. And I also think that couples with your goals, like personal yeah. goals as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, also, I mean, it, my views too. I mean, I, I find gas cars cool. I like the sound that the sports one makes. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer, I don't have a sports car, so it's not that exciting the to me. The horsepower. The horsepower, right? Which electric cars, I mean, uh, we've written, you know, we've written on an electric car and yeah. it's it's cool. It doesn't sound as cool. No, it doesn't sound not even close. It doesn't make you feel like you're cool and going fast. No. You know you're going fast because you can tell. But, yeah, you can definitely tell you're going but fast. You, but you can't hear. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, you know what? I am willing to give that up for cleaner fuel. Maybe we can play like a soundtrack or something. Like just cars going really fast in the background. Yeah. So it makes you feel that you're producing that sound. Yeah, and no. I mean, you know what? I think that's what they're doing for some of them through the speakers and the cars. They make <laughs> it sound, which is totally ridiculous, right? Because yeah. you're, you know, it's like you playing with your little toy car and going vroom vroom. I mean, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but you know, it's for something the, fun about it. You yeah. know, just hearing it, it's, it's which, fun. It makes you feel like you weren't fast, which is you know cool, but. That's the, the experience. The the solid state battery is basically new type of battery with mm-hmm. a well, according to quantum scape, it's it's supposed to be denser. Um, which yes, it would mean that it, it's possibly heavier, but you need less of them for the equivalent amount of charge as lithium ion. So okay, let's say so, if well, I so go back a bit, you'll need less of the battery or less of a charge to get no, it. No, to... less less of the batteries. So for example, um, oh, so you're I see. So yeah. So for those that aren't aware, for Tesla cars, they have multiple batteries within a big battery pack, so they right. have them all like jam packed next to right. each other. Exactly. Whereas in this example, you need less of those. Yeah. So within, if, if mm-hmm. we're going by weight, you know, let's say a Tesla battery pack is just to throw a number out, four thousand pounds, um, and it. It, that gives you 300 miles of charge when new and in the in, in a certain environment, right? Let's say warm temperatures, not too warm, mm-hmm. uh, but no, no cold, right? Okay, 300 miles of range. And it charges in, in depending on the charger, which we've, know, we've seen that change. Charges, let's say, the fastest one, 45 minutes to a full charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is a lot, which especially is a if lot. you're on a road trip. But now, let's say, and I'm not saying this is what they're promising, but solid-state batteries would theoretically, let's say, at least, and as the technology advances, it'll get better, but at least um, it'll give you 300 miles, but it'll only weigh 2,000 pounds. That's cutting half the weight of the battery pack. And potentially charge, let's say, instead of 45 minutes, 15 minutes. Okay. I mean, we've just so, read an article earlier that Toyota's aiming to have, what is it, 250 miles? Or I think it's 300, because it's 500 kilometers. I think in miles, it's like three, uh, roughly 300. I'm American. I need it, I need it in miles. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's roughly like 300 miles. 300 miles? And I think their target for their solid state battery is 10 minutes full charge. 10 minutes full charge. Which okay, is insane. I would like to see them pull that off, honestly. No, me too. That was a 2021 goal, right? Yep. They're debuting it supposedly in 2021. And I think originally they were going to debut it during the Olympics, which, thank you, COVID, has been pushed off. Hmm. Okay. So let's go back to the quantum scale battery. I'm still mm-hmm. not getting it because you're trying to decrease the weight, yes. But I think that was one of the biggest selling points for the Tesla. 
not the weight in particular, but how the weight affected the car. It's unable to be tipped over. Let's say if you get in a collision. Yeah, well, that, I think that was more the sensor of gravity. And that's yeah, based, exactly. I mean, and- that's based off where like the battery's placed. Because unlike an engine, you know, mm-hmm. well, in most cars, the engine's at the front. Yeah. Some, some of them. In the middle. Some have in the, in the middle, some in the back. Uh-huh. Usually the ex- really expensive ones in the middle. Yeah. Uh, that gives them a better sensor of gravity because most of the weight's in the middle. Uh, that's the Tesla's used uh, the skateboard design, which means it's basically a battery, wheels at the front, wheels at the back, motor at the front, motor at the back, uh-huh. and then it throws the the car uh, body on the top, at the top. Yeah. and then you sit down there, you know, you pop your ass and you start driving. Yeah, the weight helps, but at the same time, remember that the more the weight, the more power you need to get the car moving. Yeah, that's true. I see. So, mm-hmm. again, all things being equal, minus the weight, you have less weight, same range. It actually... Same range, more, well, more, 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 more because the we, weight's less, we increase, less power. If we increase the weight of the solid state batteries, mm-hmm. if what you get is actually more range now, because... Well, if you increase the weight by adding batteries, by adding more batteries right. to it. Right, so, like, mm-hmm. let's say if we make them equivalent, so 5,000 pounds of solid state versus 5,000 pounds of lithium ion. Yeah. Instead of getting 300 miles of range, you're going to get 600. Yeah. Or it's, uh, it's not an exact approximation. math. Approximation. <laughs> but let's say even if you got, you know, 450, 500, that's yeah. still it. Well, yeah, with that full charge. No, that is a, a fantastic increase. And then, of course, the charging times. No longer worrying about having to wait an hour and a lot. No. You, you go, plug in for 10 minutes, which, again, is still a bit long. But mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Compared to 45. To, compared to 45 is nothing. You know, you watch a YouTube clip. And you're done. Yep, you're listening to this podcast and you're done. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're in a in a Model Three or Model S, you should listen to anyway, because <laughs> right? you you have a lot of time. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and that's crazy just to think about people who are doing cross country, or and you know having to go into a parking lot and charge for forty five minutes a deserted parking lot. That's it's scary. Yeah, and I mean I don't own a Tesla, unfortunately. I'm planning to get one eventually. But, you know, I mean, as time goes on, there's going to be more infrastructure. But as it stands mm-hmm. now, I have seen lines outside of Tesla charging stations on my trip to, up to Massachusetts. I mean, that's not far from here. I mean, we're in Jersey. Yeah. Three-hour drive. I've seen that's lines on the highway of, of cars just waiting to charge. I think in this situation, FOMO kind of is bad for you. It is bad for you because the longer we wait, the better the batteries are going to be. True. And the better the tech. But then, of course, you know, these companies need people to have FOMO because at the same time, if there's no demand, there's no reason to make them. Yeah. So you kind of so need people. So it is a double-edged but thank- sword. Thankfully for us, Tesla does only produce cars that if you don't have to be wealthy to afford, but let's say you have to be a little bit better off. Yeah. I'll say healthy middle to healthy. Yeah. <laughs> healthy middle to upper middle. To upper middle. <laughs> Definitely. As the and that's one. for the base model, yeah. as in model Three. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you know what? It'd be, I use Model S. It'd be nice to have one, but we can wait until the uh, the, technolo- the technology trickles down. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, of course it will, because if well, Toyota's announcing new batteries, then that means they're definitely getting into That means game. GM. That yep. means Ford's, all the combustion companies, the yep. big names are going to be like, ah, Toyota's doing it. They're nothing. Let's hop into it. Yeah, they're all going to jump in. They're like, all right, I guess. And, so. and that's good for consumers because oh, lots facts. of options. Oh, yeah, and that's... That's great for consumerism, having multiple options. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, 
that's one of the situations where consumers win because we have multiple choices going Sometimes from... we have multiple choices. Well, in this case, we do, thankfully, mm-hmm. because they're, they are actually competing. Yes. Yeah. We're not talking about... No, Amazon? Purely American companies that pretend to uh, compete and then just kind of decide to just price us out of everything yeah. anyway. So, for example, Amazon, they took oh, out yeah. Toys R Us. They took out most stores that are that were centered around kind of knickknacks and whatever. As opposed to those off shops that you go to in, in smaller towns. But Amazon is a monopoly at this point. They're getting into pharmaceuticals. They're... Um, yeah, I, I can't see them... They're not... already into selling, like, car parts and stuff. Yeah, I can't see them not getting sued eventually. I mean, have you heard that Facebook is... Uh, they brought an antitrust suit against Facebook to split them up. They did? Yeah, the U.S. government. Um, I think... Uh, I, I don't think that's fair and have Amazon just kind of... Being... I mean, it's, it's definitely fair, I think. Uh, it's not the only company that should be targeted. I don't think it's the major company. It probably isn't the major company, no. Uh, I think there's... Social media does have a big impact. Mm-hmm, uh, it don't does. get me wrong. Advertisement. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's probably a bigger company to look at. Amazon. And they're not. I mean, hopefully they are. Maybe they're going one at a time. Maybe they're just mounting challenges. Apparently, every single state in the U.S. has is joining the suit. So it's every single okay. state plus the federal government this against is, Facebook. This is a precedent. They want to... Maybe, possibly, yeah. Maybe they're, they think this is the easiest one to win. And if they win this one, it's time to go for the big, big fish. Big, big fish. Okay, fine. It's like a sting operation. You go after the, Possibly. the small peddlers and then you make your way up. They're try- Apparently, they're trying to split up Facebook, Instagram, and maybe even WhatsApp. So they want Instagram to be its own company because Facebook apparently has no competition, which, I mean... <laughs> That's what happens true. when you buy all Instagram. <laughs> I mean, what's left? And Facebook's argument, uh, I think from what I heard on NPR was, you know... We're not really a monopoly because, you know, there's other social media companies that exist, which, okay, I mean, cool. there's TikTok, but they're not even okay. close to as big. And Americans, well, the politicians and big businesses, well, the politicians mainly, they're not a big fan of China at the moment. Right. Or so, at all. So. so they don't they don't even consider that yeah. one. Also, Facebook is just worth so much more than TikTok or ByteDance or whoever owns TikTok. That yes, it's matter. like... So pretty much your argument is like, look, there's that little fish. Yeah, it's like, look, why are you trying to come after me, the bass, the golden bass? There's a little, there's a tadpole over there. Yeah, just see, there's plenty of tadpoles yeah. around. Facebook is com- not com- well. Obviously, they're competing with TikTok, but yeah, they have who's competing s- with Snapchat right now? I don't even think Snapchat's a real thing anymore after Facebook kind of uh, yeah. took over. Because, I mean, that's a good way to put it. Snapchat came in and it was like the alternative to Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. But Instagram was bought by Facebook, which has a massive cash reserve. Mm-hmm. What happens when you have cash? It doesn't always mean that just because you have more money, you can win. Well, if you have a lot of cash reserves, what you do is you give out dividends. Yep. Or you buy. Oh, exactly. And it's not only company folks. You buy talent. And talent actually helps a lot because mm-hmm. that talent helped Facebook push Instagram to be a perfect or semi-perfect copy of Snapchat. It's a lot of features that Instagram now has, or on Snapchat, or still are Snapchat, are the See, core I've of Snapchat. I've never used Snapchat, but really, let me circle back really quickly to dividends. So dividends essentially are payments that go out to people who invest in particular companies. So if a company is doing well, they'll pay out dividends to those who have stake in a company, stake being stocks. Buy one stock of Amazon, Google, whatever, and then, you know, let's say they give out dividends, it may be a dollar a month or something like that. And that's what I mean by dividends. 
But um, yeah, I've never used Snapchat. No, I, I really haven't either. I've I mean, I've seen videos interest. of it. I've seen you know friends around me mm-hmm. use it. Uh, but I know a lot of like the stories, for example, mm-hmm. on Instagram, those were copied from Snapchat. Mm. And I mean, um, Patton. No, nope, don't pan things like that. So it doesn't really matter. Intellectual property. No. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, Snapchat, I mean, Instagram had a bigger base and now then they just copied the features for Snapchat mm-hmm. and did it just as well. Cause let's be honest, they did it just as well. And then you can argue, you know, that's Snapchat's fault, which, okay, fair, but it's not Snapchat's fault that Facebook bought Instagram because because maybe no. if Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat were competing, that's different. It's yeah? different, completely different. Yeah. But now it's Instagram under Facebook mm-hmm. competing against the newcomer Snapchat. Yeah. They have no com- Yeah, there's no fight. He has two Titans against one. There's no comparison. If you want to call um, Snapchat a Titan. Yeah. So that, that's why they're bringing their their suit to them. And okay. I mean, who knows how it's gonna go? They might lose. The government might lose. I mean, it's, if they lose, wow. If, yeah, if they businesses lose. can basically do anything in that yeah. in that regards. If they lose, then we're, we're probably well. The consumers are screwed. <laughs> they yeah, lose, for sure. Because I mean, yes, okay. You might say we don't even pay for Facebook or Instagram. I mean, you do with your data. Oh yeah, you do. Everything that you do on Instagram and Facebook, that's all being tracked and sold. Podcast, my stock that I'm looking at, I'm looking at Bowen, and oh. I'm looking at Bowen. Because, so I'm a dividend investor. I like investing in stocks that pay me back. And I invest in stocks that pay me back, mainly in my Roth accounts, like my Roth IRA. And basically what a Roth IRA is, is that, you know, it's my investment account when I get old and crinkly. I don't have to work anymore. I can just, you know, live off of my investments in my Roth IRA. And then I have an individual investment account where I just kind of invest and try to just make capital to be used Whenever at my discretion. So I'm looking at Bowen because they have, they're paying out dividends. And right now they're super low. So it's kind of like a great buying opportunity. Granted, the price is kind of high for me right now. So I'll probably get in, in at a lower, at a lower cost. But Bowen historically trades at, let me see, let me pull it up really quickly. Bowen historically trades around 300 or so. So let's say you get 10 shares of Bowen at a very low cost. Let's say you get at 100 or something around that. Mm-hmm. And it's trading, it's historically would be trading at 350. Man, you get 10 stocks at 100. I'm not, I'm, I don't have a calculator right now, but that initial jump right there, you can either sell off Bowen to make a significant investment. A significant profit rather, or you can just keep going and kind of live off of the dividends. Granted, it's like a dollar a month or whatever, but still, <laughs> hey, it adds up to uh, you know, ten bucks. And <laughs> it adds up, ten buck, ten bucks a month um, times twelve. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's not nothing. It's you so, know, it's money that wouldn't would otherwise be losing value, right? Yes, because of inflation. Exactly. So my money is working for me, and I kind of. While we have this segment is that at least we both want people to start thinking about investing their money as opposed to having it sit on the couch. And of course, unfortunately, as with most things, this really only applies if you have money to spare. Yeah. Yeah, Because, yes, if you don't have money to spare, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, 
not to sideline you, but you probably shouldn't, shouldn't. be investing. And I would uh, agree with that. I mean, this is, you know, instead of buying that video game this month, spend the 60 bucks on, you know, putting it into your Roth IRA, which you probably should be doing anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe throw in the extra cash in, into your Roth IRA or, you know, whatever have you. If you have an independent uh, trading account, if you want to do that, you can do that. If you don't want to spend the time, then Roth IRA is probably the way to go. Yeah. Uh, as well as your 401k people, because if your job offers matching... You're just leaving money on the table by not investing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you should invest up to your personal finances, but definitely look into doing so. Oh, for sure. Um, and like you were saying, unfortunately, if you don't have that money to invest, then you're you know you're shit out of luck. But I would say if you have money to spend on takeouts, you have money to invest. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? Again, yeah, and it's all about <laughs> sacrifice, right? But mm-hmm. you know, for for a month, maybe for a week, a month, whatever. Yeah, avoid eating out. Avoid buying that one new thing. Maybe throw it in into your Roth account. Yeah, don't throw. I, I mean, it's it's a weird thing because, I would say, don't throw all your money in there. No, even then, there's only there's a six thousand dollar cap, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like you can't throw all of it anyway. But don't throw all your money in there because heck, you might not even make it to retirement age. Let's just be honest. Here. Yeah, because life gets in the way as well. Yeah, so mm-hmm. not saying you know live like a hermit. Unless you make enough money now that if you plan well enough to live like a hermit by, you know, by 35 or 40, you can retire, then yeah, go for it. If that's your goal, go for it. Yeah, but, you know, most people, realistically, even with, you know, okay jobs, that's not going to happen. So, you know, plan accordingly, uh, but still enjoy a bit of your life. Yes. Just make sure you have some money uh, when it comes to your perceived retirement age because... Let's be honest, folks. Social Security probably not going to be here. Nope, it's most likely not. Unless, yeah, unless we decide to fix it, which that's not going to happen. Come on, we're we're in our mid to late, well, we're mid twenties now. We haven't seen any progress to Social Security since we've been alive. In fact, I think they've been chipping away at it, so we're probably not going to catch up. No, I don't think so. So, in terms of stocks, I'll say this. If you're struggling, you should not be investing in stocks. But I don't want that to be a deterrent for you. So if you're struggling and you have an interest, learn. Yeah. Don't jump in right away. Learn about it. Um, and I will say look at you know, the Roth IRA account as opposed to an individual account because the taxes for better for you. And it kind of gets you in the game. You don't have to invest hundreds thousands of dollars you can literally invest ten dollars of the stocks for ten dollars you can invest in mutual funds you can invest in etfs yeah which are just like a, a lump sum of different companies also quick quick tip for for people that are you know struggling a little bit uh but still have some money put aside sometimes you have to evaluate where you live Sometimes where you live is too rich for your own taste. I mean, we live in Jersey, which is extremely expensive. And realistically, it's probably financially in our best interest to leave as soon as possible. Yeah, Canada, baby. Free healthcare. That doesn't mean we will (laughs) um, or, you know, actually want to. But sometimes if if your drive is purely to either make as much money or live live as comfortable and you have nothing holding you down Uh and you live in an expensive state, you might as well try to move somewhere else. And it's going to get even more so expensive because of COVID. A lot of people from New York and big cities 
which is a big city. The biggest city next to us is New York. They're all moving to Jersey. Yeah, so... It, Dentrification. Yeah. yeah it's, that's another issue. That, that's a topic for another episode, I think. Yeah. That's, that's a problem in and of itself. We can go into that rabbit hole. It's insane. But I guess we can move on to our last segment here, which is news that will affect consumers. What do you have? I think uh, my Facebook one was big. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know... I think I have two. Uh, one possibly positive and one definitely negative, which is first one being Facebook. Good thing that, you know, our Federal Trade Commission standing up for the consumer. I think there's more important things to go after, like, um, well, Internet companies, for one, the fact that they charge us a lot for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a big one for me because we'll give I'm an on, example. Uh, OK, I have. And I think this is somebody is something somebody or everywhere basically deals with. I have Comcast uh, where I live. I pay like ninety dollars a month. I get average internet speeds, and by average, for people that understand out there, I get a hundred and fifty down, like twenty five up. And I hate them, <laughs> but there is no competition because I literally can't choose another company. They can charge me as much as they want, and I have no choice but to either live without internet, which realistically I can't because I'm in IT, so I need internet. Mm-hmm. Or actually, there's no choice. Move, I guess, which, come on, that should never be an option. I shouldn't have to leave where mm-hmm. I live because, you know, the township and the internet provider decided that, you know what, we're the monopoly in this area. Sounds like forced choice to me. It is. It's super. I think that's anti-capitalist mm-hmm. there's no competition zero mm-hmm. this i mean honestly it should be illegal and it should be the main focus of the ftc hopefully with the new administration that changes i don't think it will uh, because i'm negative but <laughs> and also realistic but i hope it does because honestly it's ridiculous and there's only like four major internet providers four or five it doesn't matter mm-hmm. there shouldn't ever be just one in your area it's ridiculous yeah it should be utility, by the way. I agree. Internet is now a basic need. If you want to better your life, you kind of need it. Or keep in contact, or work. Or Yeah, yeah, we're, especially <laughs> now this post, not even post, because we're still yeah. ongoing COVID world. We realize that a lot of jobs can be done from home and now will be done from home. Which is, I guess that goes into one of my um, news that I'm keeping up, the, up to date with is... Um, kind of COVID and how the effects on the job market. As you mentioned, a lot of jobs can be done at home and businesses are kind of finding out that, hey, one person can do two jobs at home so they can cut, you know, cut their staff, cut wages because mm-hmm. they don't have to pay you a certain amount of money. If you're in theory in their heads working from home, they're kind of thinking, oh, you know, they're they're relaxing yeah, and not really working. I think that's an interesting trend to follow, right? Because, for example, uh, you know, some companies are going to see it as you're working from home, you're comfortable, you don't necessarily, or maybe not you because you're not going to lower your wage, but the next person, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to deserve as much money because you're working from home, you're right. saving, they're, they're going to assume, right? You're saving money on commuting, mm-hmm. uh, you're saving time on commuting. You're saving money on babysitting. Exactly. They're going to make all these assumptions yep. to justify the fact that they shouldn't pay you because you now work from home, even though now they're probably making more money because they no longer have to they pay for a space. Definitely are making more or money. Or infrastructure because Infra- 
infrastructure included in the space, including yeah. utilities that exactly. have to pay for maintenance folks. So that, yeah. all that overhead, which is kind of like the bulk of most businesses. Yeah, that's gone. That, that's gone. That's all gone. So we're going to have those companies that are going to assume that you're going to be less efficient because you work from home, which realistically, that all depends on the person. And there was this, uh, there's a study that went out that actually more people are produ- even more so productive at home compared I, to... I, I believe it. At I, the workplace. I think I'm one of those people. <laughs> uh, but sadly, I still have to go to work. But, you know, whatever. And then there's going to be the companies that understand that, you know what? We save money for, with you working at home. So either we'll keep the wages the same or we'll increase it. And then it's going to be up to, you know, as usual, the free market. Uh, either A, people are going to go with companies that are okay with workers working from home for, you know, the the companies that can't do that anyway for the job. Uh, for the markets that you can't work from home. And then there's going to be the old dinosaur companies that say, no, you know what? Even though all you do is work in an Excel spreadsheet all day, you have to show up to this office, sit in this box for 10 hours, and then go right back home. Yeah, the old way of thinking, you have to be in the office and I have to see you physically working for it to actually be working. Which I mean, to justify my pain. I work in an office, and full disclaimer, people aren't working all eight hours. Uh, all right, fine. What's it called? Time theft? Yeah, right. Yeah. No, don't give them that idea. I'm sure, though, they, you know, most employers are actively thinking about that. The <laughs> fact that, you know, if you're not working uh, during those eight hours, you're stealing, which, sure. Because our bosses work so hard. Yeah. So hard. Um, what was your second uh, news? Second news is, well, bad. Because uh, okay. uh, it's stimulus talks. Uh, it looks like the GOP only wants to hand out. And I'm sorry, I don't want to use that term because it's used negatively. What, a handout? Yes. Uh, it's not a handout Pass. because it's our money. Uh, it's, uh, the citizens Is it our re- money? The citizens raise money, yes. It feels like it should be our money, but in their eyes, well, it's their right, money. Right now, it's nothing. Uh, but you're damn right. They think it's their money. Well... Anyway, uh, the GOP has so far decided to only give out $600 to every eligible American, which I think is ridiculous because that's less than what was given, what, six, how many months ago has it been already? Half a year? More than half a year. Six months in COVID, pandemic, more than half a year, seven plus months or so. When did they send the stimulus? Can't remember. March sometime? It was too long ago. it was too long ago. I mean, for lots of people, it was, you know, a, a, more than a couple of missed rent payments. A couple, yeah. They're, they're back paying. They have to back pay once COVID is over. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of evictions. A lot of, yeah, a lot of holes that people are going to struggle to, you know, dig to themselves, themselves out. Yep. So that's, that's the, that's the sad part. But at least we have people like Bernie Sanders trying to get us the, the minimum. Oh, really. uh, not the socialists. Oh, yeah. God, <laughs> God forbid somebody care about actually helping the citizenry, right? Yeah, it's it's so funny. So he's a socialist. Socialist. He's can't even speak because I'm so flustered by the whole idea. <laughs> it's like he's trying to help Americans the best way that he can. And honestly, the, the most authentic way that I've seen in a very long time, yet he's labeled a socialist because he wants to help. So that just tells me that American politicians and Americans in general have a very flawed idea of what 
politicians should be or and you know you know it's you know this is this is why i think and this is going to be another old topic but let me just quickly touch on it you know we can only speak for americans because this is where we live but Mm -hmm. a large portion of our citizenry uh just kind of votes against its own interest best interest and i don't think they do that because they want to but because due to marketing and really social media and other stupid people Mm -hmm. and sometimes evil people because they're not stupid they know very well what they're doing Mm -hmm. they are convinced that what is good for them is in fact not good for them and they're being tricked so they basically have their realities warped where they think that no this deal is actually too good to be true therefore it is a lie therefore i will vote against it so make my life worse yes which is extremely infuriating of course because for those that are aware of the benefits it it not only makes them suffer but it makes people that don't believe their garbage suffer as well so that's kind of the state of affairs no i agree i fully agree and i think it's burden and hayward i think i sent you this article earlier today the hell bernie and is it hayward well my again this guy the guy's name wrong it was bernie and someone else you guys can possibly look this up but they're trying to pass a standalone bill to get americans that that initial twelve hundred dollars from mm-hmm. the um the stimulus for the stimulus which is great because it's you know it's showing that at least the progressives are actually trying to help people compared to your standard you know, Democratic caucus and your your GOP your GOP who are just kind of fighting for their own self interest yeah and not the people even though they market to the people they are not fighting for the people yeah I gotta say I definitely think the GOP has the better marketing machine mm-hmm. Uh, which is unfortunate because even though I don't agree with most Democrats, they, in a sense, are doing the bare minimum to help. But and, and minimum not, in what sense? Because I don't see them doing anything at a point at I'm, this point. I mean, at this point, at least they're not accepting the six hundred dollar payment and they want more. Okay, fine. Uh, that's the bare minimum. That doesn't mean it's a good thing because. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. The GOP are actively working against the people. At least the Democrats are doing, again, bare minimum, which shouldn't be commended. No. Uh, but things are so awful right now that bare minimum is, at this point, a grand we gesture. have to, yeah, we have <laughs> Live to, with. Mm-hmm. We have to settle for. So, uh, after, of course, after this situation is done, we and even now, we should definitely be demanding a lot more than just the bare minimum. Oh, I fully agree. We should not be taking that bare minimum. And also, we should not be commending these politicians who are kind of trying to pass this, these bare minimum policies. We should not be kind of commending them for that. No, but let's see what passes. I honestly don't think anything will pass until uh, sometime in January. After probably until the Georgia uh, Senate mm. uh, runoff elections. And I don't think the Democrats are going to win it. Let, let me just. No, not. not... No, not at all. I know. So, I don't know what's going to happen after that. Because if they lose it, they lose the Senate majority. Well, they don't have the Senate majority, mm-hmm. but they effectively cement the fact that they've lost it. Now. So, I think that if Biden doesn't do anything concrete, which he can't. Yeah, which he can't. Which fine, he'll be, but he he'll can be, pass. Which he'll be blamed for. 
yes, that's fine. But he has the executive power that he can utilize, but he's already said he's not going to utilize it. I also don't think... Can he actually pass uh, well, stimulus even with executive power? Well, the thing is, it's not, it's not stated that he can or can't. Ah, so there is no actual stop. Exactly. It's the only thing that will kind of refute it will be the House. Which is, right, Democrat. So they should be able to work together. Exactly. Well, let's hope so then. But I mean, hopefully it passes now because the more time we wait, the more people suffer. You know, we basically have to wait another one month. Yeah. So that's If not. then. If things actually move smoothly as it's, as it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, we've already lost, I don't know the numbers, but a ton of small businesses already. We're, we're, we're due to lose 10000 more at the end of this month if there isn't a... A, a stimulus in place, a a handout, I suppose. I'm going to call it a handout because that's what it is, is a handout. And then we need it. It's Yeah, we need the handout. I mean, I mean, it's not evil to get a handout. We are, let's be honest, folks, we're going to pay for this. Our taxes are going to go mm-hmm. up. That's just a fact of life. We yeah. have to pay for this somehow. Uh, and I mean, we've been paying for this. Well, yeah. Most of our taxes typically go to defense budgets. Well, you, that's not getting sliced ever. I will never see that. No, happen. no, I don't see that happen. They, we, I saw a news report that recently increased the defense budget. So. Yeah, they they, they and that passed, was like three days they, ago. They passed that and not COVID relief. So, so you, know, you can see the priorities there. The, the priorities in in our country is uh, war and the military but, industrial complex. But I thought we were the best country in the world, but we have oh, yeah, citizens are. that are starving. No, no, see, you're an idiot. People who are no, no, you're you're being tossed into poverty on a daily. No, you are an idiot because we have the best guns, and that makes us the best. Okay. You don't have food to eat, but you know who needs food when you can eat a gun. Okay, yeah, that's swallow, I mean, that's the mentality. Eat a, eat a gun and swallow a bullet. That's what the government's telling you. <laughs> that's the mentality. Yeah, it's, it's utter garbage. Or we effectively the government hates us. It definitely seems that way, right? They hate us just uh, based on all the policies and things that they could do but are not doing. It's just very tricky because. I'm looking at the small business owners who kind of pull themselves up from the bootstrap and they're losing their businesses. So they're going to be tossed into poverty and their family. It, it turns into a snowball where a large majority of the U.S. will be filled with workers that are living at or below the poverty line. Yeah. And a big wealth gap. And that's unfortunate. I mean, yeah, that's ever wrong. Yeah, and it's ever grown. It, it increased during COVID, and it's going to continue to increase. You know, the worst part is that because, like you mentioned before, lots of business, businesses are closing, the wealthy are able to buy them at wholesale prices. I mean, pandemics, really any economic depression is good for a good amount of wealthy people because it means more to buy. Yeah. And then obviously, of course, because we always hope things recover, more to sell. And you can say, yeah, you know, they're taking a risk doing so. Yeah, so what? You know, they're taking a risk. But relatively speaking, if you go by history, it's not that big of a risk. Because, you know, give it a couple of years, things go back up. You sell it, you make money. Yep. And, and that's... We would all really take that risk if we could. Of course. We're just too busy starving. That's the stock market, and essentially. Yeah. If you're able to invest in a stock market, you watch your investment mature within a month. And you will see... Let's say within a year, you'll see that buying power on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Let's say your investment goes up to a dollars, yeah, compared to like a a million dollar deal, yeah. 
that's very significant. Right, right. It's, it's kind of like rule of large numbers. Yeah, it's the difference of you, you know, you and I investing a dollar because that's all we can afford, and mm-hmm. then you know your friendly neighbor who's a a millionaire investing, you know, five hundred thousand. The return on his is gonna be a lot larger than you and I. Yep. You know, for you and I, it hasn't bought us anything. Uh, for that guy, I bought him a new car. Mm-hmm. So. Like you said, it's it's a lot easier to get richer when you're already rich. When you're already when you already have that capital yeah. to burn, it's it's. I can incredible. burn. I can burn the equivalent percentage of my my you know my total wealth, and still only have enough to to buy you know a fancy chair. Yeah, it's just we're diff- we're playing different games. It's basically unfair. You're he's he, you know, the other person starting the game. Basically, with everything unlocked, he's starting new game plus, and we're starting <laughs> new game plus, baby. We're starting the game with bugs and glitches and the first patch. Uh huh. We're on beta. We're beta we're, testing. We're beta it. testing the game. <laughs> the other guy is playing the game in the future on the new PlayStation. It's it's no, it's just there's no competition. Sounds like a dis- disadvantage, but most would say it is just laziness. They'll say that it is your fault. Yeah, which. Again, that that goes all the way back to our first topic. Yeah. I mean, is it our fault? No. Oh, like a thick knot. Honest answer? No, it isn't. Stop listening to people that say it is. But, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Vote him out, I guess, right? Yeah, vote... I guess we can end there. Make sure that you are voting yeah. for your interests. Yeah, not the, not the interest that... Uh, and this goes for both sides, but not the interest that social media tells you. You know, take a second, read regarding mm-hmm. the, the individual and their ideas and their record. Yep. Definitely oh, the record is definitely important. And I'm not saying record from 25 years ago, because even though inherently people don't change, politicians do like to cater. And they sometimes they do it well. Sometimes they're just full of air. And sometimes mm-hmm. they actually do it. Maybe choose a politician that, you know, even if you don't fully agree with the record, uh, choose one that at least recently has actually decided to improve and go yeah. with them. You know, don't go with somebody that tells you that they're going to screw you. Uh, well, that but, should be obvious. Well, but... don't go with somebody that, that screwed people then says, oh, he definitely won't screw you. And then be surprised when he screws he's you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then, I'm sorry, but you're an idiot. But no, we can end it there. Make educated decisions and earn and or educated guesses. Guesses. Because you know what? Yeah, sometimes we don't have time to learn everything. Huh? Well, thank you all for listening to our first episode of The Average Consumer. Till next time.